What is going on, squad? My name is Brian Mark. I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business without spending any money on ads, a website, or a funnel. I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month over the course of four years. And in the last two and a half years, I've worked with over a thousand online coaches and a hundred of them have hit $10,000 a month. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What is going on on the fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast. This is the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. In today's episode, I'm joined by two of my homies that have been through the program and growing a very successful online fitness business for Shad and Chad. What is up? The boys of Beyond Built. Going on. Blessed to be back, man. Blessed to be back. It's always a goddamn good conversation. Always, always a great conversation. Yeah. Let's have some fun today, boys. So, guys, before we get into today's episode, I want to hear an update. What's going on in your business? What's new in your life? What's exciting? Tell me all the goodies. Shall we? All right. I'll let oh, you shall we? I'm on his world tour. No, you kick it off, dude. You're on a world tour right now. <laughs> I'm on my world tour, as, as he called it. No, I uh, I was in Austin because we're working on some stuff for the email list and like behind the scenes branding stuff. I was in Houston. Chad and I got a lot done for the event in Miami, planning for summer shredding. And then we're working towards an event in the fall um, and got some content, obviously. And then I'm in New York visiting friends and family. There's still work to do, but it's kind of cool to be in New York and see people I haven't seen since I left. And then from here, I go to Dartmouth and Boston. I have another business partner in a different venture. We have That's about to launch as well. So we got to get together, get some stuff done. And then off to Miami because Beyond Built is hosting a uh, joint retreat with NK. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll let Chad kind of elaborate on what's going on there. But With what? With who? Uh, Team NK. It's another coaching group. Our friend Nick, he runs that coaching program. So... I thought cool. you said 10K. I was like, no, 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 no. I mean, we can. If you want to, if you want to do a, a BB 10K Academy thing, I'm down to do it. You know, you know, we're down to do it. So yeah, let's go. Let's go. That's sick. So yeah. homies on 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 we're to, yo far with all the traveling. I'm curious, what are the restrictions like with all places? I'm only reason I'm asking is Canada isn't straight up lockdown right now. Like we're like yeah, I know you guys are on some bullshit. I'm not gonna lie. So when I was in Texas, it felt like 2015. Like we didn't wear a mask. We went out to the board. Like it was it was kind of funny. Uh, New York just opened up on Wednesday, so like you don't have to wear masks in gyms. Like a lot of places, you don't even have to walk in with them anymore. Some of the grocery stores you do. The only place is, that is still acting like it's a lockdown remotely is probably LA. To be honest with you, like you still have to wear a mask yeah. everywhere. But apparently that changes when I get back. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. I love it. So that's the first Chad. Chad, what's new with you, brother? What's new with me? You know, living my best fucking life, man. Shit gets better and better every day. Lessons are being learned. Conversations just get better and better every single day. But now we're uh, we're less than a week out from Miami. Miami will be our first team event of the year, collaborating with Nick Kamondi's team, uh, Team NK, doing you know a four day long kind of event. So first day is kind of just a meet and greet, like everyone gets settled, gets to know each other, etc. Second day we're starting off with a two hour long seminar. So this will be like Far and I's first time doing like any sort of public speaking, which will be super super dope. This is something that I see. You know myself doing at least i think far you can probably will, will as well like i can see us doing this i can see us doing this together for many years to come here with what what we want to do with beyond built as far as seminars go team lift that day award ceremony and team dinner because we did run a transformation challenge so we have winners for the, for the challenge that we announced and we're giving away six thousand dollars at the event so yeah all kinds of team body and shit and, and the funny thing is it's like 
not that many people know about this, you know, and, and that's that's the best part about it. Like we we just want to do this shit. It's just it's just for the team. It's exclusive for the community itself, and we're yeah. just gonna let that speak for itself. So it's gonna be a hell of a fucking weekend. That's that's what my eyes are on. And then we got close to 15 clients competing at Summer Strategy in four weeks. So I got uh we got we got a lot of people to peak, a lot of people to get ready for that show, and then we got more clients coming to town for to Houston for Summer Shredding. So a lot going on in these next 30 days, but holy fuck, it's a blessing. Dude, I love it. I love it. That's insane. That's uh, so cool that you guys are doing a team event and it's going to be four days long. That's uh, absolutely incredible. And just for some context for everybody that's tuning in right now, like these boys both had all my businesses beforehand, but like the level of impact, like how many, how many clients do you guys have right now? 270 or 275, something like yeah. that. 275 online clients and they're hosting a retreat and you guys are probably going to have like 40 to have 70 to 100 people at that retreat, you think? I think between the two, we have over 100, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about like some big scale impact and uh, dude, that's super exciting. All right, well, what's new on my end is like me <sighs> and Cole, obviously the gym's going super well. We've managed to stay open despite all of the COVID bullshit. Unfortunately, we have to implement super strict restrictions. We just had like WorkSafe BC come into our gym and make sure that we're making every single uh, member of our gym wear a mask at all times, which is super lame. But we're like, bro, it's savage. It's savage up in Canada, honestly. I've seen. But the good news is that like we've managed to keep the gym open. We're actually opening up the next round of the 10K Mastermind. So we're like bringing more people in. And uh, dude, like we're running a mastermind right now. And it's like the the results from the students have been crazy. We've seen students like double their business, double their client load in like the first two or three months. So it's been really cool. And uh, and today we're talking about risks. And I feel like some of the, uh, the conversation that we're having right now is involving risk, including like, boys, you guys are about to throw your first event for the first, you know, first event, joint event where you're doing some public speaking. And I want to talk about risk for a second. And I want to like, before we dissect, like taking risks to change your life and what that means, like, what would you guys define as like risk? Like we're talking about like something like, what's like your definition of like Farshad? Like, I'm going to go to you first. Like when we're thinking like risk, like what's a risk for you? Like what's risky? Your choice between the opportunity to live or the opportunity to die. I mean, that's Man, fuck, that's fire. That's the truth. Like, like I, I don't, I never, I, I understand why people make the decisions they do. Human behavior is a big part of what I do. But at the same time, it's like every time you choose to do what you don't want to do in your heart and soul, you're dying. And there's no reason to live like that. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in arguing reality. And that's the reason why we never live. Because the reality is you can't argue reality. You just have to submit and allow yourself to take ownership for your life and create what you want to create. And that's in itself a risk. And whether you choose one side or the other, is uh, it comes down to you. There's nobody else you can blame at the end of the day except for yourself. So it's, that's what risk is to me, the opportunity to live or die. Mm-hmm. Fucking hard to follow that. Chad, you want to go? <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's bridging the gap between your heart and your mind. At the end of the day, I think when you think about risk, there's so much fear behind it, mm-hmm. right? No matter who you are, all humans deal with fear. It's about how you can use fear rather than letting fear use you, mm-hmm. right? So if we're in our mind all the time and things are starting to weigh on our mind so heavily, you end up becoming blind to what your heart wants, right? Mm-hmm. And trusting your heart and trusting that gut feeling and taking that leap of faith, that's what risk is. And the end of the day, you know what it is. It's just your mind that's getting in your way. It's your mind that's holding you back. You're overthinking shit. You're thinking about every negative possible outcome, but your heart knows what to fucking do. So it's all about trusting that. Yeah, I, I love that. I want to jump in. And I, I think for me, like risk for me is defined as like unsafe. 
right? Like risk for me is like unsafe. It's like, I'm doing something unsafe. And I feel like that's like the definition of risk. Like I'm doing something and there's a chance that I might fail. There's a chance that I might fall. There's a chance that I might like lapse. I'm not get the result that I want. And I think that like, let's talk about why risk is necessary because as human beings, like we're creatures of habit, right? I'm like most people, we go to the same gym, we drive the same routes. We go to the same, I, I go to the same coffee shop every single day. Like we're creatures of habit and not just in like the, the day-to-day actions and the things that we do, but also like in our lives. And I think the reason we get into these habitual like patterns of behavior, but then we desire a different life. Like we want more, like we want to lose 15, 20 pounds. We want to accomplish more of our goals. We want to accomplish our goals, dreams, and ambitions. But then we also have these like habits and this like little comfort zone that we stay in. Right. And then when we do anything outside of this comfort zone, it like causes us to feel like we're taking a risk. But I think that like risk is absolutely necessary in order to succeed. Because like, I feel like everything you want is outside of that little bubble that you have, this like habitual pattern that you live in. And in order to get a different result, you need to do different actions. And that's always going to be defined as risky because, and like, because you're not used to it because it's not normal. Yeah. And I think, I think what happens too is the reason you get comfortable is because you get attached to a thought. Like, this is how my life should be. This is how my life is. You, when you live in attachment with thought, fear will cripple you. Right. Because if your thought that you're attached to is not in alignment with your reality, you will live in fear. Right. If you believe that taking that risk is a problem or it's not going to come up with an outcome that you desire or believe that you're attached to, you will therefore be in fear and not make that decision. Right. Like if you went to the coffee shop every day and all of a sudden said, yo, it's better for you to go do this thing when you have no awareness of what that thing is, if you're attached to the belief of I need to be at the coffee shop to make it happen, you'll be fearful of making that other decision, even if that's the decision that's best for you. So it's Dude, I, love what, I love what you just said. You, you just said something that I think is fucking important. You said um, you're attached to the idea that this is the way that your life is. Yes. When you're that's attached fucking to everything. Yeah. When you're attached to thought, you will operate in fear. When you become detached from thought, you will live in abundance you will live in flow. Life will become simple. This is some powerful shit that we're just, like, I feel like we're just skimming over. Like this but, is, I mean, it's, 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 but it's, it's a simple concept, right? Like, I, shit, I, though. yeah, it's, but it's the truth. Like it's very simple to me. If you're attached to thought, you will live in fear. If you detach from thought, life will be simple. It'll be full of love. It'll be fluid. There will be a harmony to it because yeah. you understand at the end of the day, what is meant to be will. And when you yeah. can live on that premise, like it's real simple and it gets real easy. Dude, I fucking love this. I actually, uh, I actually thought now this is clicking with something that Chad said earlier. Cause Chad said earlier, it's like living from your heart, right? Like really like, what do you fucking want? I feel like your heart is like your desire. Like this is like my, like I want to be confident in my own skin. I want to feel the best I've ever felt in my life. I want to be the happiest I've ever, like that's like a heartfelt thing. But then oftentimes we get attached to, the thoughts that are in our head, like, you know, uh, I'm depressed or I've always been overweight or uh, my family has bad genetics or uh, this is going to be too hard or um, what if I fail? And we like get caught up here, but we're not living from here. And like, I like what you said about attaching your mind to your heart. But okay, so my question for you guys is if like everything we want in life is outside of our comfort zone and we have to take risks in order to get there, why do most people not take risks? And why do most people stay in realities that they're not fucking happy with even though they're not happy with it it's almost like they choose that reality and they're choosing it that reality every single fucking day even though they're not happy with it all they have to do is take a risk to make a change but why do most people not take that risk i think it's a few things man there's many different reasons but i think this is 
one of the most important. I think people allow conditions to control them rather than the decisions that they make. I personally say that again. That. Say that again. People allow their conditions to control them rather than the decisions that they make. And the decisions that you make out of your life are what control the outcomes of your life. But if we tend to blame how a certain individual may act in order for us to be happy, or we tend to put certain expectations based on ourselves, based on another individual, based on your business, et cetera, and that expectation is let down, then you're going to end up, you know, just blaming everything on the conditions, blaming everything on the weather, you know, how, how you're feeling that certain day rather than just actually trusting yourself. But I think that every single human needs this feeling of certainty. And the reality is we might not be and the reality is a lot of us might not be in the state that we want to be in right now, right? Everyone wants to grow. Everyone wants to change. But at the same time, we still feel comfortable in that state because it's exactly what we know. Right. It's exactly what we know. We know what to expect from ourselves at this point. So the truth is people get comfortable with where they're at and they look at these high performers and they look at people that are succeeding. They look at people that are taking these risks, but they're afraid to fail. They're afraid to step out of their comfort zone. They're afraid to do the work. They're afraid to face the failure that comes with growth, because the more that you grow, the more that you're going to fail. That's just inevitable. Right. So failure is inevitable. But people run so far away from it because they just want to be comfortable with where they're at. Because they're afraid to face the failure that comes with growth. I love that. Far, you want to go? I think people just have a lot of unrest in their soul that they don't deal with. I think people don't heal. I think people don't take the time to nurture their souls and focus on their state of being. There's like the whole idea of people are focused on do and have. What do I have to do to have this, right? Like, what do I have to do to have a million dollars? What do I have to do to have a successful online business? And like between time I've spent with you, I've done a lot of like, deep work and followed people like Tony Robbins, Renee Brown. There's so many different people you can work through. And I've always noticed when they talk, they're always focused on someone's state of being. Cause I can sit there and tell you what to do to make a million dollars. There's a high likelihood. If your soul is at unrest at some point that will falter and you will fail and falling on your face. When you have a skill set that you thought was going to create what you wanted to have, a lot more than having nothing, but having that ease in your soul to know that everything is okay and everything is good and you, you are everything you need. And I think as we, Chad and I have been around different people, we've noticed there's like a direct relationship between the people who are extremely fulfilled and successful and the people who are just, you know, look successful, might have the money, might have the cars, but you can just see the anxiety, the self-doubt, the aggravation, the anger just coming out. And it's like, this is going to blow up in your face. And I've seen it so many times, like people get to a certain place and then it comes and hits them right back. And I don't know that that's meaningful for most people because you end up living very empty. And I think that holds a lot of most people back. If you don't do the work within the world around you just becomes a reflection of it. Right. Like I, we, I always use this analogy with our clients. The world around you is a reflection of what's going on within you. The world around you doesn't look the way you want it to look. It's because what's going on within you is not being nurtured, healed and taken care of. You want to know what's funny? Okay, I fuck. I'm I'm cutting you off because there's so many gold nuggets here. Okay, so it's this is why it's funny because everything we're talking about. So Chad, you talked about conditions, not decisions, and so like I think that most people are so focused on conditions that they don't recognize that it's all about decisions. Like, yes, you might be 50 pounds overweight right now. Yes, you might be flat broke. Yes, you might be unhappy currently at in your life right now. But those are just conditions. And that has nothing to do with the decision that you can make to change your life. The more you focus on those conditions, the more you fucking feel them and the more control your outcomes out of life. What you focus on is what you feel and what you act on. So Mm -hmm. if you're always focused on those fucking conditions, all your decision making is going to be based around those conditions. And that goes back to the idea of being attached to the thought. 
period. Dude, yeah. And that, and so like everything we're talking about. So then Farshad, when, one of the things that you talked about is you're like, okay, so like that, like you see a lot of millionaires that, you know, um, or people that have a lot of money and they might have it all together, but then their souls at rest. And that made me think of this like concept where this has to do with our thoughts. Um, have you guys ever heard the concept of like the people that win the lottery? Like the statistics is that if you win the lottery, like 80 to 90% of those people end up going bankrupt again because mm-hmm. they have a poor man's soul, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same concept with like pro athletes, right? A lot of yeah. pro athletes will go pro, stay pro. And then after they're done, they're pro athlete. Yeah, like they yeah. end up like going bankrupt because they're like, they, they have a poor man's soul. So this has everything to do with identity, how mm-hmm. we view ourselves and like what's going on inside of us. And- the reason that nobody's talking about this or it's not talked about enough is because everybody just wants new conditions. Everybody wants 50 pounds down. Everybody wants fucking to be in the best shape of their life. Everybody wants the cars. They want the money. They want to grow successful in their business. They want to have hundreds of clients, but nobody gets the fact that it's not about what you have. It's about who you are, because if you can change who you are, that will automatically bring you to new conditions and because if your being is unrest then you're doing by default as a reflection of that if your being begins to heal and sees that that's a forever thing your actions default into what they need so i mean we've had this conversation with clients i can show you people who have binge eating issues and you can tie it all the way back to their childhood when mom and dad did something that disrupted them and the only thing they felt like they had to turn to was food right Mm -hmm. when you address the pain that sits on the soul all of a sudden the binging is gone it's Mm. almost immediately right and it's it's always funny to me when people are like oh well you have this condition or you need to do this you need to do this and i'm like you're focusing on doing and having Mm. like focus on the state of being like Mm. when you focus on do and have a lot of times when you're focusing on do and have you're in thoughts which means you're attached and that also means you're not present Mm. and most people don't live present and i always use this analogy in our with our clients your heart develops before your mind does. Live there. Stop living in your mind. It's really easy to live in your mind. I can mm-hmm. think my way into anything I want to at this point in my life. It's not serving me in this moment to create what I want to create in this moment. And so you need your to mind is built to survive. It's not meant to fucking thrive, exactly. dude. I uh, when I was when I was a drug addict and I recovered from my addiction, I wrote a poem and uh, to like talk about my overcoming my addiction. And one of the verses in the poem said, "From the mind to the heart is a story to tell." Whether you found your own way or you tripped and you fell, to be trapped in your thoughts is to be stuck in your own hell. To live from your heart is to cast heaven's spell. I wrote that when I was recovering from a drug. And it's the exact same thing. Okay, so we're talking about identity, right? We're talking about changing your identity, which is like, that's a big fucking idea, right? Like, that's a big idea. We're talking about changing who you are, right? I want to have a conversation with you guys about why most people never change their identity because let's be fucking honest, right? Like to change, to become aware of the thoughts that you're thinking, cause like think about this for a second, right? So if everything that we see in our external reality is a reflection of what's happening inside of here. So everything we see in our life is a reflection of our mind. So if we're broke, it's not the fact that like the fucking government screwed us over or that COVID happened. It's that we ourselves, or we have a broke mindset and we're creating a broke reality. That's a hard pill for people to accept. And so Let's say you realize this. You're like, listen to this podcast. You're like, holy shit. Like, I'm the one that fucking did this. Like, I'm the one that made myself 50 pounds overweight. I'm the one that made myself depressed. Like, this is all me. And I need to change my identity. I want to talk about why most people don't because it's fucking challenging. It is challenging. It is challenging. That's why people run from it, bro. That's why people run from it. They know that they've gained that 50 pounds, but they don't want to sit with that thought and feel the fucking pain that comes with that. 
right? Mm. They want to run from that. They want to make themselves themselves feel more comfortable. They want to make excuses for themselves to feel more comfortable, right? If your friend wants to go out and you don't want to, you're going to think of any fucking excuse you can to tell your friend, oh, I got something going on so I can't go. But the reality is you just don't want to fucking go. You do mm. the same thing to yourself. And people don't understand that because you just want to run away from the challenge. You want to run away from the pain. So in order to change your identity, I'm a firm believer of this, you need to actually sit with that fucking pain and understand what is it going to fucking cost me if I'm still here? What's it going to cost my friends, my family, my future, my mission, my life if I'm still stuck right here? But Mm. people are so afraid of that thought that they just want to bury it deeper and deeper and deeper and forget about it. But actually sitting with that pain so much so to where it creates an emotion, an emotional intensity is exactly what creates an action. When I look at every single like big turning point in my life, bro – I got fucking emotional, whether it was angry, frustrated, pissed off, sad, cried. There was a certain emotion that I felt before I made a massive shift in my life every single time. Dude, I fucking love that. And I I think you're right. I think people do run from it. I think because it's easier to run from it. And one of the things you just said, and I fucking love that. And I like, I love hosting a space that creates self-awareness is once you recognize, okay, guys, once you recognize that you're the one that created all the results. So if you're broke, you created it, 50 pounds overweight, you created it. Once you recognize that, I want you to understand something. From this moment forward, if you continue down the same path, now I want you to know that you're choosing that path. Every single fucking day that you go about your life and you're not working on improving it, you're not working on getting better, you're choosing to stay in the same place. And so, so many people are afraid of changing their identity and becoming a new person because we're conditioned to this like habitual way of life, right? And it's like, well, I think that's what you said at the start of the podcast, Farshad, because it's what we know, right? This is what we know. And so we stay stuck in it. But like, To stay stuck in what you know, even though you know it's making you unhappy and you know you have the power to change, is making the decision to stay stuck in the same place. And here's the problem. Here's the problem. You keep saying when we get stuck in what we know. Every time you speak in I know or we know, you're speaking in your ego. So you're Mm. stuck your ego into believing that this is how it is and I know this and I am certain. That is what you're telling yourself. And, you know, the other thing that I think is really important for people to understand is there's a difference between simple and easy, right? A lot of people take the easy route, which makes life not so simple as time passes on. If you make the simple decision in life, which is make the change, do the thing that's uncomfortable, life starts to get easier. And that's not always easy to see when you've been choosing easy, you know? And I, it, it's it, sometimes I see people try to justify why they're doing something. And I'm like, you, you owe nobody nothing. That if you want to justify it, you have a thought that you're attached to. Mm-hmm. Everything you keep telling me is an attachment to a thought. When we talk about identity, it's, I can tell you 10 out of 10 times, you are attached to a thought about what your identity could, should, would be if you made a certain choice. When you start to let go of these thoughts and your identity is simply, I am love, I am powerful, I am just, it's a state, your identity becomes simply your being, you become a hundred times more powerful. Because for me to sit there and be like, I am the richest person on earth, I'm the best personal trainer, I'm the best this, like, if you're just going to tie your identity to all these different thoughts that at the end of the day mean fuck all, you're not going to get anything out of your life. If you put it around things that are powerful like love, care, honesty, impact, value, meaning, purpose, it's just you being in your state of being. And when you live in your state of being, the world around you reflects it. And that's what creates real impact. That's what creates real fulfillment. And it creates true presence rather than sitting there and being like, okay, you know, my identity is I'm going to be the biggest this. I'm going to be – who gives a fuck? Honestly. Nobody gives a fuck that you bench 500 pounds. Nobody cares if you're an NBA all-star. They don't. What is your state of being? Allow that to be your identity, and that doesn't need to be spoken. True mm-hmm. identity doesn't need to be spoken. It's reflected in your actions, which is a reflection of your being. That's simple. 
Okay, so I want to, uh, Chad, you want to go? You got a fucking big ass grin. No, I'm just like, fuck, this is fire. <laughs> okay, okay, so I'm going to go back to, I'm 50 pounds overweight. I'm struggling. I want to change my life, right? You have to go through an identity shift. Like you can't lose the 50 pounds. You have to become somebody different in order to lose that. Because once you become the person that's healthy, strong, confident, love, powerful, like that's what creates the weight loss. Now, the reason that most people don't do that is because it's so different from what they're used to. And there's a risk associated with change. Let's talk about fucking investments now, because let's talk about like actually putting some skin in the game. Because I think that a lot of people, the reason that they never actually make a change is because there's no skin in the game. And if there's no skin in the game, then there's no potential loss. Right. And that's why I'm a big believer in mentorship. Like, obviously, I'm a mentor, so I'm fucking biased. But I'm currently invested in, like, I have a Facebook ads manager. I have a a TikTok uh, mentor. I have a business coach. Like, I'm, like, all about mentorship. And the reason for me mentorship is so important is because there's a – let's talk about TikTok mentorship for a second. Because there's a bunch of videos that I could find on YouTube to, like, learn how to do TikTok. But, you know, watching all these free videos on TikTok, like, I'm not actually invested in it. And so it's like for me to actually change my identity and like learn these new strategies that are going to elevate my TikTok game. It's like it's because I'm not invested in it. There's no like I don't really care about it because it's free information. But as soon as I handed money to my TikTok mentor, I was like, okay, now I'm like investing my energy in you and I'm going to also invest my energy in myself. So let's talk about investments, because I think that like when we're talking about risk and making a change, I think a big reason that people never make a change is because they don't have any skin in the game. I think also the other side of it is their ego is inflated and they think that they know the answers. And the reality is, is in order to gain any understanding, you have to let go of the fact that you do not know. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. And I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. It's okay not to know. I see so many people like, and I'll use this as an example. I probably, I can probably name eight or nine people who come to me about coming to you. And I'm like, how, what was your, they're like, what's your experience like with Brian? I was like, look, I'm just going to tell you what I I told myself when I started with Brian. I don't know shit. And that's perfect because that's the only way I'm going to figure out how to get to the places I'm striving to get to. And that's it. That's the bit. That's the, the punchline. I don't know. And you have to go in with the mindset that you don't know. And you have to be curious enough to learn. And if you go in with any pre, like predisposition as to how things are or should be or what it is, you're going to fuck yourself and get nothing out of the investment, right? You want to be a better athlete? You can't go in thinking you know everything about being a better athlete. You want to be a better coach? You can't go in with the mindset that you know everything. I tell people all the time as a coach, I don't still don't know shit. And people are asking me for help. I'm, I tell Chad too. Like Chad is asking me to help him with stuff. I still don't know shit. And that may be the only reason I can do somewhat decent with what the things I do. I'm open to the fact that I don't know shit. And I'll never be the first, I'll be the first person to tell you, I know absolutely nothing. Mm. And that's the same thing with investment. If you're going in and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. You think you know something about the situation and therefore your ego is holding you back from allowing you to make that decision. You're attached to, again, an outcome or a thought. When you just let go of it and it's say, okay, this is going to happen the way it's meant to. And I'm going to learn the lessons I need to. And it's going to help me carry forward. You will move 10 times faster. I've burned more money on business coaches and you you knew this before I started with you. And then you found the best and one. Yeah, yeah and exactly. <laughs> all of them fucking failed. Yeah. I could have easily sat there and been like, woe is me. 
Yeah. I've lost all this money. Yeah. It could have been X, Y, and Z. Or I can say, hey, the cost of the lesson was, was worth the price of admission. Yeah. Beautiful. Cost of the lesson was worth the price of admission. I love that. That's that simple. You yeah, have to let go of your ego. I could have easily said, I, I don't have the money to pay you. That was not true. You can cool. always find a way. And I want to talk about, because we're talking about changing identities, right? We're talking about like becoming a new person in order to achieve a certain result. And so for me, it's like, if I'm going to change my identity, I want to change it to model somebody who has the result that I want. Because for me, like, like I think that like we're talking about conditions, right? Because a lot of people focus on conditions and as a result, they're not very happy and they don't realize that it's all about like the conditions were created by the decisions, right? So they don't realize that. And so if we can get back into the power of like making better decisions, we'll create new conditions. And for me, it's like, I want to learn from somebody that has the conditions that I want. So in TikTok, I found a mentor that has like three times the followers that I do. I'm like, teach me everything you fucking know, because like whatever you're doing is three times more effective than me. So I want to learn everything that you're doing so I can get there faster. And I want to change my identity because I want it like I want the result that you have. And I think that's like what fitness coaching is. Like fitness coaching for me isn't about like fitness coaching is about changing people's identity. It's about taking somebody from, they look at themselves in the mirror and they're not very confident. They're not happy with themselves. They're like 20, 30 pounds overweight and they're struggling. And then if you can take that person and you can make them realize their value, if you can take that person and make them value their health, if you can take that person and give them more energy and confidence, like that to me is what fitness coaching is about. And I think it's about like, it's so fucking important for people to invest because if we don't invest, then it's so easy to stay attached to what we know as in our old identity, as in our old story, because it's hard to change. It's fucking hard. Like it's hard to go to the gym every single day. It's hard to work on your mindset every single day. It's hard to get up early and fuck instead of sleeping in. It's hard. But if you have somebody that you're invested in that gives a fuck about you and wants to see you succeed, and you've also put your own skin in the game because you've like invested financially in a coach, it makes it easier because like, I don't want to let my coach down, number one. And number two, I don't want to waste my fucking money. And so I think it's so important. And like taking a big risk to change your life, like both of you guys know what it's like because you guys have both made a big financial commitment when you hired me. And as a result, like here's Beyond Built. And I, you guys see it in your clients as well. Like how many of your clients have you seen? Let's talk about one. I want to, I want to hear about one of your clients that's made an investment in you and their life is fucking completely different. Never the same. Give me somebody. So, so dude, I mean, I, I literally just got a FaceTime on Tuesday. Tuesday morning from one of our clients and she is four weeks out from the transformation class for summer shredding. Incredible story. She's lost over 50 pounds, but she had called me and told me that she has, you know, cancer cells. And the good news is, is that it's not cancer itself, but they need to be surgically removed. And she had told me that news, but at the end of the day, she told me like a straight face, you know, and Obviously, I'm sure there was a lot of emotions that were going through her, but visibly she wasn't really, you know, crying or telling like or anything. And I asked her like how she felt. It's like, are you scared? And she she goes, No, I'm not. And she was telling me about how her dad and her family was obviously super scared. And she would tell them, it's like, there's no reason for you to be scared because I'm at peace with whatever happens. And mm -hmm. her saying that not only hit me to say, yo, like, holy shit, what a perspective to say, hey, like, what am I afraid of? What should I be afraid of? But also the fact that she said a year ago, a year ago before joining Beyond Built, if this same exact situation happened, she would have tried killing herself for the fourth time. And fuck, I just got goosebumps again. But like, 
in that moment, like I got emotional as fuck. I cried with her and it made me understand that like, God damn, no matter who you are, no matter what you're fucking going through, shit, one could be worse, but two, like you can find peace and fucking happiness with yourself, no matter what the fuck is going on, no matter what the fuck is going on. I'll start with the fucking investment. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. She's missed like probably like three payments or so and always made them up, always made them up. She's mm-hmm. doing this, everything she's fucking got mm-hmm. from the get go. And I mean, I, I'm at a loss for words, you know, thinking about that. But it, I mean, that happening earlier this week was every single reminder I needed to to continue doing what we do. Damn, that hit. That's super cool. And um, man, I'm honestly lost for words. That's uh, that's incredible. I want to touch on something for a second because I think that all of this, like all of what we're doing, is like we're making like boys. I feel like we're making a dent in the universe, like because. What we're doing is we are committing to making people's lives better. Like I'm committed to fucking making people's lives better. Like everybody that's inside of the 10K Coaching Academy, everybody that's inside of my mastermind, anybody that listens to my podcast or follows me on any sort of social media platform, like you guys know that like my commitment is to make your guys' lives better. And and that's such a fucking rewarding feeling for me and such a fulfilling feeling for me. And when you told me that she said, she's like, I'm at peace with whatever happens, I actually can relate to that a hundred percent because I, I told Kirsten this the other day. I'm like, she like, I was like, if, if I like got hit by a bus tomorrow and I like, and I died tomorrow, like I would be fucking, like, I would be like, okay with it because I feel like I've, I'm like living my purpose. I'm like, but I'm living my passion. I'm doing exactly what I want to do with my life. I'm playing full speed. I'm going all out every single day. I'm happy. I'm doing the thing that I want to do with like the most of my life. Like I'm like living out my purpose. And I think that's what it's about. You know, just making sure that like you're at peace with yourself and you're happy with yourself. And I think that there's a lot of people that aren't. There's a lot of people that aren't happy. They're not fulfilled. They're not full of joy. They're not like, you know, pumped in their own skin. They're not working at places that they like. And like, I'm like a big, I'm, I'm like a messenger of like, like, it doesn't have to fucking be like that. Like, you don't have to be unhappy. Like, yeah. You don't have to be sad. You don't have to not like your body. You don't have, like, and like, yes, I'm a big believer in like, you know, love yourself in all forms. But I'm also a big believer in like, not fucking deluding yourself. Like, if you're not happy, you can't go to the mirror and be like, it's all good. Like, I fucking love you. Like, no, if you're fucking not happy, like you're not happy. And so like, you can make a change. Like, you can change your life. You can become better. You can evolve. You can progress. But it's going to be fucking risky. There's going to be a risk involved because you need to change who you are. Like you need to change your habits, your rituals, everything. You can't, you can't be happy without love and you can't have real love without honesty. That's the root of all of it. I think people miss that all the time. I tell people, I've had this conversation with friends who are in relationships. I'm like, how honest are you with the other person? If your answer is you're always honest, you're lying to yourself. We're human. We're real good at lying to ourselves, which means we can lie to other people. You can be honest with others that you're not always going to be perfect. You're not always going to be honest. That's love. That's you appreciating your own humanity. And if you have that love in your life, it's very easy to be happy because you know, at the end of the day, life isn't always perfect. You're not always perfect. And you can accept that portion of who you are and what life is. And I think that's the important thing too. Like you want to be happy. It's a choice in being extremely honest with yourself. Straight the fuck up. Like going back to this thought of this client, it makes me reflect on things even deeper. I thought I was reflective on it already, but it makes me reflect on things deeper because for one, she credited, you know, us and beyond built for that. And the first thing I always tell a client back when they say, Hey, you've changed my life. I could, no, I didn't. You changed yours. All, all we did is empower you and help you understand who you actually are. And that everyone 
everyone can be happy. Everyone has that higher standard. Everyone has that true potential within them. I just helped you see that. So you changed your life. I just helped you. So one thing is that, dude, like I can't be in the position without you be, I can't be in the position without you for, you know, and I will always give you guys the fucking credit because both of you guys have mentored me through seasons of my life and still do and still do. And at the end of the day, we call back to that topic, humility. Humility is a massive fucking strength. I didn't fucking get here without people. Kobe Bryant was like the first real mentor that I had growing up playing basketball, playing hoop, because he just attacked the fucking game with this level of tenacious, like this tenacious mentality and this passion behind it. And I drew so much inspiration from that. I still do. And from that moment forward, I still have those qualities from having him as a mentor in my life. There's certain leaders and there's certain people that we listen to and we look up to through our lives. And if we become blind to the fact that, hey, we're not who we are without those people, even your parents, you're not who you are without your fucking parents. We can learn to let go of the things that you didn't necessarily like from your parents, but you can understand and appreciate why that's helped you become who you are, how it's helped you learn the lessons that you're continuing to learn every single day. Like you have, I mean, you come to full peace with things mm-hmm. and you understand that, hey, you know, I ain't shit. You know, there's there's still so much more for me to go. There's no reason for me to put myself on a pedestal or no reason for me to feel obligated to succeed. I understand that there's so much more room to go. There's still more mentors for me that I'm going to have in my life through different seasons of my life. I got to be able to listen and actively listen to other people, not just myself. You understand that we're all built off people that we're around, the people that we listen to, the people that we look up to. And that's a really fucking powerful lesson for, for anyone. I want to talk about that. For, I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. But we're built not just by the people that we look up to, but also the people that we don't. And I want to talk about, you know, the, because part of, you know, the mentorship that you provided to this client where you've, you know, helped to change your life or part of our relationship. And that's like, our relationship is a, is a, is a symbiotic one where we're helping each other grow. And we're mentoring each other and we're coaching each other. And we're guiding each other. And like, bro, I draw inspiration from you guys all the time. Like you guys come on this fucking, every time you guys tell me, are you throwing a live event? I'm like, oh my God, as soon as restrictions open up, I need to throw a live event because like, I know that my clients are waiting for it because I keep talking to you guys about it. So like, I'm drawing inspo from you guys all the time. And every time I talk to you guys and you're like making another move, I'm like, okay, hey, like I need to fucking, you know, like it gets me in the action, but we are built from the people that are around us, but not just the people that are around us that we look up to, but also the people that are around us that we don't, unfortunately. And, you know, the people that are listening to this podcast right now, a lot of us, if you're still in a construction phase of your life, right? Like you're still building, you're still trying to find those people that support your goals and trying to find those people that will like be there and guide you and help you uh, become better. Oftentimes we're surrounded by people that don't necessarily understand our goals, dreams, and ambitious. And they're people that are willing to kind of bring us back down to where we used to be. And that's another part of this identity shift that we're talking about, right? Because if we want to become lean, healthy, strong, confident, love, powerful, et cetera, but you know, we have this attachment to this old identity where we're like weak, insecure, um, struggling, depressed, overweight. Oftentimes this identity comes with associations. And we're around people that are also struggling or we're attracted to people that are also negative. And so part of this whole transformational journey and taking a risk to change your life is like part of the risk is being willing to let go of the people or places or things that we used to do in order to become this new person. And I'm actually going to pause on my thought because I see Chad going like this and I feel like he has something important to say. 
Yo, this is this is crazy, man. I mean, this conversation is making things so fucking apparent. Oh shit. I I think that when we're talking about investments and we're taking risks, right? It's not just a monetary investment, it's who you're investing your time in, right? Mm-hmm. It's who you're investing your time in listening to, right? And I think we need to take a higher responsibility with that because you know, I think we live in a world that just craves external validation so much. We're on social media right now, man. Yeah. You know, like, you know, we do our things like not going to lie, man. There's some times where we can get disappointed that, oh, we don't have X amount of followers or X amount of likes. It's just natural for, for us to, that we're human. Right. Yeah. But, you know, that yeah. external validation can lead to you, you know, not wanting to confront or disagree or even change your own belief patterns because somebody else either approves of them or disapproves of them. So I think people can tend to put their self-worth based on the approval of others. So if you think about what your mission or your purpose or even your short-term goals are right now, what you want out of life, if that's guided by external criticism without a true understanding of what fulfills you, you are lost and you are failing. And And I argue that success and achieving without fulfillment is the ultimate fucking failure. And mm. I think it's very common because, I mean, you, you think about, this is super common amongst childhood. We have this, this high standard and expectation for academic athletic performance. We're constantly praised with that. And so there's still a part of external validation that we all value within all of us still. Right. Yeah. So when we tend to like make mistakes, you know, we end up defaulting to like beating ourselves up or losing our own sense of identity, or questioning our own self-worth. And this goes back to what Forrest has been talking about. It's like, I promise you at the end of the day, like you don't need shit. You don't need that external validation, right? A constant desire for all these needs and a constant desire for people to praise you is going to make you fucking blind to what's going to make your life happier. And Mm -hmm. all you fucking need is you. All you fucking need is your state of being Mm -hmm. in order to be happy. And that's you investing in yourself. That's the true fucking definition of investing in yourself right there. Yeah. So like, inve- I love this. Um, so invest, like we have to view investing as not just like the monetary value, but we also have to view investing as like your time and your energy, because I fucking agree. Like whatever we're investing our time and energy to is, is yielding a return. Like if you're investing your time and energy into fucking McDonald's, you're yielding the return of weight on your stomach. If you're investing your time and energy in toxic gossip at work, you're yielding the return of negative energy in your mind. Like if you're investing your time and energy into listening to podcasts that inspire you and motivate you, then you're yielding the positive return of like more energy, more happiness, more passion. So I want to get one of the things that you said that was like uh, kind of clicked, which is fucking cool, is that is like, what do you want? Like what's going to make you happy? Because one of the things you guys said is like we're talking about fulfillment and like happiness happiness and like elevating your life and becoming better. And I think for some people to think about like, what do I want to do with my life? And like, what, like, what do I want to be? And like, do you want to be a full-time online coach? Do I want to be like, what do I want to do? Like, I'm not sure what I want to do for some people to think about like that path in their life is like hard and challenging. And so instead of thinking about like, we're talking about fulfillment, instead of thinking about, you know, what you want to do with your life, I think we need to understand that like, if we can change our state and we can become like, more energized, more excited, and we can like elevate our internal state, then that's going to lead us to what we want. Because like the the analogy that I want to give you guys is that you can't solve the problem in the same mind that created it. And so we need to change our mind. We need to change our state. And like, that's why I fucking love fitness. Let's come back to fitness because fitness is a vehicle to make you a better person. Like, I don't know about you guys, but fitness helped me grow my business. 
Fitness is like what gave me confidence. Fitness is what helped me realize my worth. Fitness is what made me realize that like, I'm like, I'm fucking like, I can accomplish things. Like the first time that I ever lost 30 pounds, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, dude, like if you lost 30 pounds in fucking 12 weeks, what else can you fucking do? And then I started playing football. I'm like, if I can get good at football, what else can I do? And I'm like, and then I was like, I want to be a bartender. I'm like, if I can get a job at a nightclub bar, what else can I do? I'm like, then I want to be a manager. I'm like, if I can be a manager at 19, what else can I do? I'm going to start a business. If I can start my business, what else can I do? I'm going to get to this number, then this number. And like fitness is what started it all. And so if you're not sure where to start or what you want to do, like, I feel like fitness is a perfect vehicle to fucking get you started. And that's why I love, that's why I fucking love fitness so much, man. And that's why I love fitness. And obviously I love business, but like fitness for me is like that first vehicle to make you a better person. And when I was running Aesthetic Nation, this is why I was so passionate about it is because like Aesthetic Nation helps you live a happier, healthier, stronger life. And I know that you guys see this all the time. And honestly, I'm slightly envious now that we're talking about this is because when you help somebody become happier, healthier, more confident, stronger, like all of a sudden other areas of their life start to improve. Their relationship starts to improve. Their relationship with their kids starts to improve. Their self-image starts to improve. They get a promotion at work because they're happier. So fitness is such a good vehicle to help you change your life. And so if you're unfulfilled, like starting with fitness is such a fucking good place to start. It's an investment in your own personal health, which is, I argue, simply the, the most important thing. If you're waking up every single morning and you have good health, mm. like that's, that's a blessing, man. You know, mm. that's, that's what it's all about. I wouldn't be here without fitness or I wouldn't be here without fitness, but you know, it teaches us what we're capable of. Mm. And I'm a firm believer that your own body is a you know reflection of your own personal standards. Yeah. I think uh, somebody just asked me to repeat, you can't change your life in the same mind that created it. You can't solve the problem in the same mind that created the problem. You need to elevate your mind. You need to elevate your state. How many of you guys have ever, like, I know that for this is true for you guys, for me, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll be in like a slightly off mood. I'll go to the gym. I'll come out fucking like, ah, like on fire in state and crush the rest of my day. Cause that's what changing your state will do. Changing yeah. your state will elevate your life. And we're talking about changing your identity and change like, and like, let's talk about a long-term identity shift, right? So, right. We go to the gym and it makes us feel amazing. And we do that one day. That's cool. But you do that over compounded over a series of 365 days. You're living a different fucking life. And it's the same thing with like a morning ritual, right? Like changing your state one day won't make that big of a difference, but you compound that changing your state over 365 days. Like you're a different fucking human. Or what you do know, you- I think one powerful fucking thing that we could do to, to close this out. If we think about, yo, what's like one of the biggest risks that we fucking took? What's one of the biggest investments that we've made? What do you think is the most important decision that you made for your fucking life? Where you look back and I'm like, God damn, I took a fucking bet on myself. And you look back and I'm like, yo, that changed my fucking life. I think this could inspire so many people to say, yo, you can fucking do it. You know, no matter what that thing is in your head that you're thinking about doing, like you can fucking do it. I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. And then far and then or whoever wants to go next. Biggest risk I ever took was I was vulnerable. Fuck. It's usually pretty easy for me to talk about, but now that we're all vulnerable, I was dating a girl and uh, she moved to Australia. I lived in Canada. This was in 2015 and uh, we were doing a long distance relationship and I, uh, we'd done long distance for about three months and I was getting like a little bit stir crazy. I was a bartender at a restaurant and a part-time online coach. She lived in Australia and I was like, I was like, ah, I need to go see this girl. So I bought a flight. It cost me $1,500, which guys, I didn't have a lot of fucking money. So it cost me $1,500 to buy this flight to Australia to see my long distance girlfriend. We'd been dating for about a year and it, three, three of it had been long distance. So I bought this flight. I was like 24 years old. After I bought the flight, I called her and I told her, 
and it was non-refundable. It was in three weeks. And she's like, I don't want you to come here. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm not happy and I want to break up. And I was like, what? I'm like, I'm like, it's non-refundable. She's like, I, it doesn't matter. Like I'm breaking up with you. And this is a girl I like dated for like nine months when she was in Canada. We lived together for six and we, she broke up with me on a FaceTime. I remember I had this like non-refundable flight and I was working as a restaurant bartender slash manager and I had to make a decision. And I was like, am I going to go to Australia by my fucking self with like, I don't know anybody else in Australia. I actually, I knew one person. Knew one person other than her in Australia, and she lived like six hours away from where I was flying by myself. Nobody, like, I've never been on a fucking plane before. Never mind been outside of Canada. I've never been on a plane before, and I just bought a 24 hour flight. Am I going to do this thing? So I was like, I'm going to fucking do it. Fuck it. And not only did I do it, but I was like, if I'm going to risk it, I'm going to go all in. So I remember I walked up to my manager. I said, I'm going all in. I walked up to my manager at Jameson's. I was like, I'm going on a flight to Australia. And uh, when I come back, I never want you to hire me again because I hate working here. I'm like, I'm going all in on my online business. I'm like, this is something I'm really passionate about. I'm like, I love you, but I hate talking to customers. I hate being here. I don't want to be here anymore. So I quit and I flew to Australia. And I honestly, I tried to get a hold of her. Didn't work. She wouldn't fucking answer my calls. I was in Australia trying to send her emails. Wasn't fucking answering. And so I actually went and saw my friend who lived in Australia as well. And I was super sad about not being able to see my ex-girlfriend. So I went to the casino. I spent all the money that I had left in my bank. I literally had $300 left when I like, and then $300 left and I had a flight to Bali and I had three weeks left on my vacation. So I got to Bali with $300 in my bank. And I was like, if I don't make money on this trip, I'm fucking going to be stuck in Indonesia. I had $300 left. That week, in three weeks, I made $5,000. And that was like the real start of Aesthetic Nation. That I'll, was it. I'll share mine because it's oh, actually a year ago today. I was in a relationship with someone that if I was to continue down the path of the person I was going to be in that mindset and that belief of what in front of me is small town America, maybe that was the person I'd stay with. So probably for a longer period of time that than in that moment that I was ready to admit I made the decision to break up with her, move out within an hour of breaking up with her, literally like packed all my shit in the car within an hour and 15 minutes. Like that's how light I've always traveled in my life. Like I, I own like chat, I'll tell you, I own a, a car before I owned a bed. That's like, <laughs> I, I honestly, traveling man. And I'm not even a car guy. So that should tell you even more. I did that. I call, I told him, and then I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up a job that's basically guaranteeing me a promotion to handle a multi-billion dollar project to move to LA for us to do this and move faster and do what we want to do. And I think most people in that three hour time span that I made that those decisions told me I was irrational. Because I have a tendency to be very sporadic that's and very spontaneous. That's Chad's very aware of this. I'm, I know you're aware of this. And I've realized that my best gifts in my life have come from making extremely spontaneous and sporadic decisions. And it's scary for people when they're around me because I am very certain in uncertainty. I think my experience seeing my mom nearly pass away in front of my eyes, my experience seeing you know, things in my family that have been very difficult in the past when I was a different person to digest, all the experiences brought me to an understanding that I'm going to die and that's the only thing that's promised anymore. There's no certainty I'm going to Miami on Thursday. That sounds fucking crazy for some people to believe, but I could die after this call. It's not, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that that doesn't happen. <laughs> There's no certainty that that can't, couldn't happen. Yeah. And I think being able to understand that all we have is this moment in life and I can only do what I can in this moment 
to facilitate whatever the next moment is and the next moment is by being here right now. That's what allowed me to do that, you know, because, you know, I probably knew I wanted to be in L.A. since I was younger. I don't necessarily knew know if I understood who I was until mm. everything kind of unfolded a year ago today. And I mm. remember Chad's reaction when I told him it was kind of funny. He didn't even know what to say. I was like, yeah, I broke up with her and I already moved out and I'm moving to L.A. at the end of the month. And I don't know if he was even ready to hear that full sentence of like eight things in two minutes. But I also understood that if I didn't do that, I would argue we wouldn't have both grown together the way we have. The things that have happened, I wouldn't say wouldn't have happened, but I don't think we would have understood things to be the same. Same thing with him. You know, like Mm -hmm. he moved places. There's more big changes coming for both of us in the next six weeks and i think you have to take those risks and i do things and i have friends around me now who are like i don't fucking understand and i'm like guess what you didn't understand it a year ago i don't think you're gonna understand me a year from now and because i understand me i'm as happy in it as easy as i've ever been and i think that's the important thing is when you can accept that that's gonna be your life it just gets easy to make the uncertain decisions because that's the only thing that's certain i love that bro a year ago today too crazy to the to the day yeah that's fucking crazy yeah. chad last but not least bro that's fucking nuts first of all far saying that his spontaneity is where he's found the most joy uh, you know that's that's where we all find the most joy that's a common denominator for everybody i look back at the moment that i was going through school at the time i was in my my third year i was a junior and there was a point where I was literally at my job working the nine to five and like, I just like, I just hated it. Like I would literally spend time fake working because like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to work, you know? And every time I would get home to my dorm room, I would just focus on creating content, showing up on my story, not studying my grades fucking tanked. And it got to the point where I was like, you know, like, you know, what am I doing? You know, what, what exactly am I doing here where all my time that I want to spend, be spent valued is helping others and growing this coaching business and showing up and, and making you know fitness my dream, my passion, my reality. And so I made the decision to drop out, change my surroundings, change my environment, and put myself in an uncomfortable position by moving to Houston. And I mean, if I didn't make that decision, you know, beyond it would not be what it is today. I wouldn't have met you know my closest friends that I've been able to meet and. It's funny that it's all led up to this point where I'm very, very fucking happy with that decision. And I'm like, I look back at the decision, clearly the most important decision I've ever made because I was able to trust myself and trust my dream and trust my passion. Take a big risk, take a big risk and invest and invest in myself and do that. But now it's gotten to the point where I'm here coming up on close to two years. And it's funny how far I moved a year ago today on this date and literally on Monday, I made the decision to sign a lease in San Diego and move to fucking San Diego. <laughs> Yeah, because at the end of the day, San Diego is where I wanted to go before Houston was even a thought, but I couldn't afford San Diego at the time. And and so I'm glad everything's worked out the way it was. But, you know, I backed out of my house contract and I'm I'm shipping I'm shipping out to, to San Diego. It's It's been a childhood dream of mine to live out there, live in California, be on the West Coast. I'm going to be closer to far. It's It's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. You know, I've. I've came here, I saw, I fucking conquered, I made the friends that I've made, but I'm ready for change. I'm ready to, to get uncomfortable as fuck again. So that was my most important decision, but I know I will look at this and just say, hey, this is my fuck, most important fucking decision. So that I'm confident in. Boom. Yeah. 
Boom. Well, this was unexpectedly fantastic. Well, I'm not saying it's every conversation we have is fantastic, but I feel like we got a lot deeper than uh, than we usually did on this podcast. That is for damn sure. Always do, man. It's always a quality level conversation, bro. Yeah, I uh, I got a ton a ton of value uh, out of this conversation, and I'm super 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 fucking grateful for you guys coming on today, boys. Where do these kids find you? There's a lot of people tuning in and a lot of people listening to the podcast. And uh, I want to know, where do these boys find you? Where do they go? All, all platforms, Farshad Rafi. I keep it simple. <laughs> simple guy he is. Chad Morgan Fit on Instagram, Chad Morgan on YouTube, and then the Beyond Built Podcast on Spotify, Apple. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. What? Let's go. You know, honestly, what the fuck are we all afraid of, huh? huh? Look at us. Look at us. Nothing. Yeah. Nobody out there listening has any reason to be afraid of fucking anything, anything at all. Dude, one of the things I actually do want to close it out on something risk talking about risk today. Right. And I think that the real people are afraid of risk because there is a chance that they might fail. And I want to make everyone that's listening to this podcast aware that failure is an absolutely essential part of success. And so you're saying that there's nothing to be afraid of and you're right because people are afraid of taking risks because they're afraid of failure. But failure is an absolutely necessary part of success. You must fail your way to success. You must because you can't just win. It doesn't like if you just win without the failures, you don't appreciate the win when it comes. It's the failures that makes the win sweet. It's the breakup that makes the, the, the right person feel that much better. It's, it's you must fail. And so the last thing that we're going to say is, is that it's necessary to fail. So there's nothing to be afraid of taking a risk because you might fail and there might be a lesson or you might fucking just accomplish every single thing that you've wanted to accomplish. I'm going to say one thing and we're going to save this for another podcast. Okay, maybe I think there's maybe three things that we can fear. One, who we used to be two, who we are right now, and three, who we're going to be. Just sit with the thought. Just sit with the thought. We'll, we'll pot on that later. Yeah. Like, I feel like we could keep going. As far as like, <laughs> and me too. All right, guys. Peace, love, have the best day of your entire life. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>